I think that's a good lesson for me to be more patient and to, you know, it's it's good to have these ideas, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're good ideas and that you should act on them right away. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. My name is Femke. And my name is Charlie. Today, we're going to be talking about shiny object syndrome. And I feel like I should explain this a little bit because when we mentioned this in our community, a few people thought we were talking about like getting distracted by buying shiny objects like MacBooks and things (laughs) like that. But shiny object syndrome is when you're working on something, you're working on a project and you get this new idea, this new like spark of interest in something. And shiny object syndrome is when that new thing seems much more interesting than the thing you're working on now because it's shiny and new, right? And so today we're going to be talking about whether that affects us and how we, how our decisions are impacted by this, by the shiny objects that crop up from time to time. So it should be good. I'm looking forward to it. Is there anything to update on side project wise, Fem, in the meantime, before we get into the episode? Uh, I don't think so, really. The only thing that I've done recently in the last week is I started paying a bit of attention to my email list onboarding. So I've... What I do when people join my list is I ask them what their profession is. So are you a designer, a developer, are you a marketer, photographer, etc. And what I've started doing or or what what I've done in the last week is depending on what they've selected, I have added a extra sort of step in their onboarding journey and I now will send them an email with useful content related to whatever profession they chose. So if they chose uh, a designer, then I now will send them content related to being a designer. Uh, So that's kind of what I've been doing the last week. I decided that I wanted to, well, ultimately what I want to do is actually focus on uh, list building and do some kind of like lead magnet or maybe like an email video course to kind of encourage people to sign up my list. But before I do that, I wanted to spend a little bit of time on the actual onboarding experience so that when people eventually do join my list, you know, there's a bit of a nice onboarding experience there for them. So that's kind of what I've been looking at uh, the last week or so. And I I mean, I've only just turned it on recently, so it's too early to say how it's doing, but I'm really interested to, to see how that goes. That is cool. I do this as well with my list because with ConvertKit, where I work, and obviously that's where I have my email list as well, it makes that whole process like super easy. It's like one of the main things that Nathan, who built ConvertKit, our CEO, wanted to do with other email marketing software, but couldn't. So yeah, I've been doing this as well. So when someone clicks that they're interested in learning more about design, I start sending them a sequence of uh, some links to some of my favorite older design videos that perhaps don't get viewed as much anymore, but I think that they deserve it. So yeah, nice. send them those. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. I think that's a nice way to sort of welcome them on board and find out more about them and send them you know, useful things and get some feedback on it. And also like a nice way to recycle old content as well, right? Yes, definitely. That's my favorite part of it because sometimes in this, the way that content moves so quickly, it feels on the internet, you pull this time into something and it's only like in the public eye for about a week and then, you know, you're on to talking about your next thing. Obviously, people will still find it in search results or whatever, but yeah, it's nice to give some attention to some of those older videos that I did sink a lot of time into. Yeah, I mean, the value of them doesn't go away, right? Exactly. How are you, though? I'm good. 
Uh, I have been working on this. Did I talk in the last episode about like a re restructuring of my all my site and content and things I like that? I think you briefly did. did. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I can't remember what we talked about in an episode and what I just talked to you about as off, a friend. Off air. <laughs> yeah, off air. <laughs> but yeah, I'm still trucking along with that. Uh, right now, I'm trying to focus on copywriting, writing a really solid like homepage. I want it to be for this for now anyway, before I get into the full redesign, like a good paragraph that says what I do with links off to other things. And writing that is so much harder than I expected it would be. So yeah, copywriting is not my strong suit, but I'm trying. Mm, It's really difficult. I've been wanting to update the copy on my site for so long. It's just, it's a really big job and a really, really important one too. I wish that I was better at it. Yeah, not one I want to take lightly. But yeah, finding it difficult. Anyway, it, it'll, it'll be fine. I'm sure I'll get there in the end. Yeah, I'm sure you will. I actually want to talk about this whole restructuring my site or whatever as in regards to today's topic, shiny object syndrome. You know what I realized when I was thinking about this episode, knowing we were going to record it and thinking that shiny object syndrome is when you're like straying away from your goals or whatever by new things that come up. I think... A lot of the goals that I set at the start of this year did have some element of shiny object syndrome to them, which is interesting. And right now it could be seen as shiny object that I'm working on this whole restructuring of my site. But actually it's because I've realized that this is the most important base thing I need to have done before I get to work on all those exciting things like courses and digital products and things like that. So yeah, I don't know. That's just something I've been thinking about. So it sounds like you've got some goals, like uh, improving, well, yeah, those more sort of smaller, exciting things. And did you kind of get to a point where you realized that in order to do them, you first needed to update your website? Yeah. I was like, okay, can I really go about making a course on design thinking? You know, like we talked about in our episode about goals at the start of the year, when none of my website aligns with this you know, it shows me off as being a good teacher. That is something that would need to happen in order for me to produce this course well and sell it well, I suppose. And same with like my YouTube channel had a trailer on it that still said I made fashion and DIY videos. That's not a good way to be like show that I'm focused in this niche, is it? And so there was all these little things that I just realized need to be updated to fit with the current place of where I'm at with doing content before I go and make new things. Like let's make the things that already exist work better first. So what I mean is that I think when I was thinking about my goals for the year, I was getting really excited about these new ideas and those shiny objects, you know, ideas that were floating around that I was like, yeah, I'm going to work on them. That'd be so much fun without stopping to consider that actually there's this baseline stuff I need to have done first. Does that make sense? So instead Mm -hmm. of my website being the shiny object from my goals, actually, I've realized that my goals that I set were actually the shiny objects and that my website should have been the goal all along. Right. Yeah, that that totally makes sense. And I think it's, I mean, I don't know about you, but for me, it's really easy to get excited about 
all those little things like totally updating you know for you updating your trailer and probably uh you know maybe adding a new section to your website or something before giving it a sort of overall website review like I get excited about adding those little shiny things I guess we could say and so for me it's really hard to remind myself to actually step back like it makes more sense Femme that before you add these little shiny things that you're getting excited and distracted by to kind of take a step back first and and focus on I guess take more of a uh, what, how do you say, like an overview, like a holistic view uh, and not get too distracted or go down a, a tangent of these tiny little shiny exciting things before considering the the bigger, more overarching goal. I don't find myself getting distracted by tiny shiny things. That was an unintentional rhyme as much as bigger ones, like complete new ideas for projects, you know, but for the most part, they stay as ideas because they are so overwhelming and huge that I don't quite know where to start with them. So, yeah, for me, it's more about the big new ideas than it is about the small little tweaks I could make that I get excited about. So, like, what happens when you realize that, I mean, when you come up with a new idea or something that you want to do and it kind of takes you away from your current path or your current sort of goal or work stream, because for me, when I when I get these sort of new ideas, I really easily get distracted by them. And, you know, sometimes I even switch tasks in the moment without realizing I'll, I'll be in the middle of doing something. And then currently or suddenly, sorry, I'm like, oh, oh, what about this thing I could do? And then I'll, you know, without even realizing, start researching it or Googling it or, or even starting to do it, maybe like writing down a list of my, of my ideas that are in my head. Do you do that too? Or do you try and stay focused on on the current thing that you're working on? Oh, well, I mean, I'm always trying. <laughs> I'm sure we're <laughs> always trying. But no, do not always succeed with that. Uh, what helps for me, though, is to write the idea down because I think sometimes shiny object syndrome comes about when we're, we get this spark, right, and then you don't want it to go out because as creative people, you cannot always tell when you're going to have that spark of creativity and when you're going to get the idea. It's not something you can just sit down and be like, I'm going to come up with an idea now, you know? I wish it so, worked that way. <laughs> yeah, I wish too. So whenever one just comes along, an idea is sparked, there's like, this is like a panic almost that like, I've got to capture this and I've got to like get on this before it goes away because it's so good and I love it so much. And I think that's when we can often start working on it straight away is because we're afraid that it'll disappear if we don't almost. So writing an idea down either in my bullet journal or if it's like an idea for a video, then I put it in my content Trello board that I have, just capturing it somehow so that then I know that it's there for me to go back to when I'm finished with the task that I'm on is what I try to do most times. I'm really bad at doing that, unfortunately. At capturing ideas? Yeah. I don't know why. I think I I trust myself too much that I'll remember. <laughs> And see, I have no faith in myself. Right. <laughs> see, I have too much faith in myself. I trust myself that I'll remember. And then I try and sit down in a week's time and I'm like, what was that thing? Or I had some other idea for that. What was it? And I just like, I've forgotten. So I need to figure out a way to, and I think that actually is why I start taking action on it then and there, because I know that yeah, if I sense. don't, I'll forget. So I need to figure out another way to kind of like, capture that idea so that it doesn't escape away from me but also put it aside for for another day or another time when I'm ready or when it makes more sense to actually pick it back up yeah 
Because I think the problem with, I mean, there's no problem with having ideas, right? Like, that is a good thing. We're not saying that having all these new ideas is a bad thing to have happen. But shiny object syndrome becomes a problem when you start working on all these little new things and, yeah, it, it's, it strays you from your path that you had carefully planned out and, you know, thought ahead. Whereas with these new things, they've, they're ideas that haven't been validated yet, right? And we've not taken the time to think them through, think about how they fit with our other goals. And yeah, I think that's why they can be a distraction is because we could be wasting our time on them, you know, without putting that proper thought into where they fit in the grand scheme of things. Yes. And this is what happens to me. So I will get, you know, be distracted by this new idea. And like I just said, I then usually take action on it straight away because I'm like, oh, this is a great idea. I'll just do it right now. And then what actually happens is, well, I, I have all these expectations that it's going to do well. And of course, this is like perfect. Why didn't I think of this before? It's going to work out great. And I will do it. And then and there. And actually, like nothing happens. Uh, and I don't get any benefit from it. Uh, it doesn't perform as well as I was hoping it would or expected it to. And I think that's because I've just rushed into it thinking, oh, yeah, all I need to do is like get it up and it'll be fine without actually taking the time to consider how do I position it? Like maybe it's better if I take the time to like do a sort of launch campaign about it or uh, mm. think about how it fits into my overall offering. And one of the things that is, is coming to mind as an example of, of this for me is I wanted to offer uh, personalized feedback sessions. Yes, so, I remember this. Yeah, so I was getting quite a few people emailing me or, or Twitter DMing me or whatever, uh, asking, hey, can you please give me feedback on my portfolio? Or, hey, I'd really be keen for your feedback on this thing that I'm building. And I, I mean, I love helping people, but it's also very time consuming because I want to do a good job and I really wanted to help people. And so one afternoon I was like, you know what? I'm just going to set this up as like a service offering basically and so I did that on a platform called with coach and I set it all up and I tweeted about it and I had it up there for I don't know maybe four months or something no one bought it nothing happened uh, and I think that just shows that I just totally rushed into it thinking in the spur of the moment that it was a really good idea and I just got totally distracted from everything else I was working on and got laser being focused on setting up this service offering and just like basically press the publish button an hour after I, you know, had that moment where I decided I was going to do it and yeah, nothing happened. And I, I think that's a good lesson for me to be more patient and to, you know, it's it's good to have these ideas, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're good ideas and that you should act on them right away. So I think lesson or takeaway there, I think for me, is that when I have these ideas or, or when I'm distracted by these shiny objects, I think I need to just be patient, write it down and take some time to think about how I'm actually going to do it or execute it and how it's going to fit into my overall personal brand, I guess I would say. I, what I like about what you did though, is that you finished it, Like you did get something live. I did it, yeah. <laughs> so now you have something that you can iterate on later. I find when I get shiny object syndrome and I, you know, suddenly stop everything to work on something, that's when I like get maybe like, I don't know, half an hour into it and I'm like, eh, this is taking a lot longer than I thought. Right. And then I sort of just like trail off and move back to the thing I was doing. But because I did 
instantly go on and start working on it. Sometimes I might not write that idea down to come back to later because in my mind, like I already was working on it. So it's like already a thing, yes. even though I didn't finish it. And so, yeah, there's plenty of things that I vaguely start that could be worth coming back to later that I haven't written down. So yes, I need to get out into the habit of writing down everything no matter what and out of the habit of starting on things instantly. Mm, it's hard though, right? Because I don't know about you, but I get very excited and very enthusiastic and in the spur of the moment, I'm like, yes, this is a great idea. This is a good thing. Like I'm going to switch and work on this right now. And I don't know. So it's hard for me to kind of take that step back and think, no, just write it down and and visit it later. Do you think that perhaps shiny object syndrome and these new ideas arise at times when we're perhaps not stuck, but reaching a tough point in a current project? I don't know, just wondering if that's that could be related at all, because perhaps our minds are trying to give us a good thing, like trying to give us a good spark because we're really struggling with this other thing and need something to distract us. I wonder if that could be why ideas arise and then why they're so tempting as well to go jump on them and work on them because it seems easier than the thing we're already doing. I think what you mean is it's procrastination in a way, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. I would admit that that probably is what it is for me. And I mean, it's productive procrastination, like exactly. we talked about in our procrastinate working episode, but still. <laughs> still, yeah. And I think, I, I don't know. So I think when I when I see those shiny objects and jump on them straight away, I, I guess I'm not enjoying what I'm currently doing. And so maybe I should hmm. take that as a sign of, okay, maybe this is just a distraction for me and I need to reevaluate the current goal or project that I'm working on and either maybe reassess it or just try and force myself to stay on task and not procrastinate and get distracted by other things around me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a tough one. But yes, I think that is true. Do you think that, I don't know, is shiny object syndrome bad? Because yes, it is a distraction, but new ideas are always good. How do you decide if something is a shiny object or if perhaps, like I was talking about in my situation, I did think that redoing my website was just a shiny object to start with because, you know, everyone that is always procrastinating by reworking their site. But like I said, thought it through, realized that there's a lot of things that my current setup is holding me back from like presenting myself in the best light. How do you decide if something is a shiny object or if something is actually worth working on and focusing on and making a shift towards right now? Man, I don't know. And I guess when I did the feedback thing at the time, I didn't think that that was shiny object syndrome. Of course not. Yeah. I, I think you only sort of realize in hindsight. And yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. And now when I think and look back to it, like you were saying before about like now I've built this thing and I can iterate on it. And so I... I don't see it as like a waste or something. Like I do see it as something yeah. that is still purposeful. So I guess where I'm at now with that, you know, using this sort of feedback session service that I that I offered, like now I can look at it as, okay, well, was that a distraction or is it something that I should keep investing in? And maybe it's worth continuing to mold and sculpt sculpt over time. And I mean, I don't, I don't think I know the answer to that yet. I, I think deep down I know that it's something I would really like to do in the future. And so now I kind of look at what I did as sort of like a test run, I suppose. Like, oh, let's just put this up and see if anything happens without me really doing any marketing or real announcements about it. 
Uh, so there was kind of like a test, I suppose. And I mean, it kind of failed. So you know, I guess maybe I shouldn't continue doing it. And maybe it was just a waste of time. But I suppose it does give you an opportunity to kind of experiment and explore a little bit. And I don't think it failed because you didn't put all of your effort into it yet. Well, you know, I suppose. You've not. <laughs> <laughs> so cut yourself some slack, please. Okay, thanks. But I mean, what, what do you think? Do you think differently? I don't know. I, I feel like I'm feeling a bit bad about myself that there's been so many goals I've had for several years that I've not worked on and not completed. And I know I keep working on new things and like stuff comes up every now and then that could be considered shiny object that I work on instead. But I don't regret it is the thing. Like I'm not sitting there finishing something and then thinking, oh, I wish I hadn't worked on that and instead was further along with this goal. You know, I'm always glad that I put the time in and did that thing. And if I wasn't feeling that way, I wouldn't have finished it, you know, because I would have just like stopped halfway through and moved back onto what I was meant to be working on. So I think shiny object syndrome is something that we should be aware of because it can be a distraction and it can like work against us and stray away from our goals. But I'm not opposed to this exploring new ideas thing. You know, I I don't think that we have to be completely laser focused all of the time in order to achieve things. I think it's okay every now and then to, if you're really feeling it and if you're in the mood to go and explore this new thing like maybe it's what you need right now as a break from your other project I don't know yeah I mean I guess you never know what it could turn into right like it could turn into your next big thing or something I don't know so I guess figure out a way somehow to kind of at least explore the idea a little bit further to see if it goes anywhere uh and and that could be I guess either writing it down or maybe just in your mind thinking about it like whatever I guess it is that you need to do to kind of capture the idea a little bit I suppose uh but I guess the the power is in knowing when to when, when and whether to then draw a line and be like okay well that's that's an idea but it's not really what I'm going to focus on right now and I'll just put it aside and continue focusing on my current stuff or maybe you like you with your website you know, originally you thought maybe that was a shiny object, but then you realize, actually, no, this is something that I really do need to focus on and will impact all the other things that I want to do. So I guess you kind of have to have that moment of assessing whether this is a shiny object that you're just getting distracted by or whether it's something that could actually be you know, related to what you're currently doing or be more than you originally thought it could be. Yeah. And I think what that comes down to is awareness, right? Like, Whenever you get a new idea and you're about to move off to it, just question yourself and is this a shiny object? Should I be doing this right now? Do I need a break? Cool, let's, why not explore it? Should I really keep working? Let's just write the idea down and and save it for later. One of our listeners, Todd, actually had something to say that relates to this. He said, if an idea pops up or something sparks, I usually jump on it as soon as I can to see if it has any substance. That way I can come back to it if I think it's worth exploring or abandon it and move on to something else. I find that that frees up headspace to focus on whatever is at hand. So it sounds like Todd does jump in and just do a bit of like idea validation, I suppose, to see if it's worth continuing on this thing so that that way he can stop thinking about it. And I like that way of doing things because I can get distracted just by the thought of an idea sometimes. And and do you find that you then can't focus on anything else because in your mind you're still like thinking about this other thing? Yep exactly that. yeah do you get that too? I get that too and that's why then I'm like oh well screw it I'm just gonna start working on this now because it's all I'm thinking about in my head and it's all I'm being distracted by but 
it sounds like you instead will write it down, which sounds like a much more like a much better way to kind of deal with it. Yeah, sometimes I even go as far as like when I had this idea for the redesign, restructure or whatever, I made a page in my bullet journal and just wrote down everything that I thought that I'd have to do that's a part of this. And there's a lot of things on there, but I like that that's down there now because right. now I don't have to think about all that stuff. I know that my bullet journal's got my back. It's all you in there. You don't have to store it and, in your head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I can just tick things off one by one and work through it. I like what Derek said. He said that he keeps a notebook on my desk and beside my bed to write down what at times appears to be that one great idea. So I, I like this. I, it sounds like he has two notebooks, so one on his desk and one beside his bed, depending on when that sort of inspiration strikes, which is kind of a nice idea. And don't ideas always strike when you're in the shower or when you're trying to drift off to sleep? Like, is that just me? I'm pretty sure that's I'm all pretty sure. I'm pretty sure, actually, it's been, like, scientifically tested or proven that, like, you get more ideas in the shower. But I, I don't know the science behind that. <laughs> I would guess that it's something to do with being relaxed. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. That sounds scientific. (laughs) I'm not a scientist, so I probably shouldn't (laughs) hypothesize. Yeah. But this this is true. And yeah, it's great to keep them there. Actually, just last night, I was up way too late because my mind was whirring on an idea of like something that I needed to work on. And in saying that, now I cannot remember what it was because I did not write it down. And that is going to frustrate me all day. Hopefully it'll come back. Oh my gosh, I hate that. That's so annoying when you know that you thought of something really good and then it's gone. Yeah, I was even working through like a plan for it as well. I'm sure it wasn't a very good plan because it was like midnight, but still. (laughs) Lauren says that she definitely gets affected by shiny object syndrome as well in relation to new ideas. Uh, She says, I'm constantly someone who has their mind whizzing through a ton of different thoughts and often take a while to sleep at night because of this. Huh, there we go. She says, she thinks she's similar to what you've been talking about, Femme, in the past, where she'll let the idea sit for a bit and if it's still on her mind a little while later, then she knows it's something she should pursue. I think you talked about this in our episode, what was it? It was about like validating ideas or something like that. Oh, yeah. That seems like a good companion to this one, actually. So we'll link that in the show notes, perhaps. But yeah, letting the idea sit for a bit. And if you are still thinking about it later, if you haven't forgotten it the next morning like I have, then it probably means it's more likely that something that you should work on. Yeah, I guess it's more, it kind of validates that maybe it's not just a shiny object you're getting distracted by. And maybe it's something that's worth putting your time and effort into. Yeah, because it's still on your mind all this time later. I need to take my own advice here, though, about what I said about letting the idea sit for a bit. I need to get better at that. I love with this podcast, often we say things that like we're doing in the moment and then we fall out of the habit of it, you know, a few episodes later or whatever. But then our listeners will remind us of some things we've said. And I was like, "Mm, I was really wise back then. I should probably do that again. The best. Zach had an interesting take on shiny object syndrome that I want to talk about. He said he's distracted by two types of things, either new tools or bright colors and clean type, the dribble effect, he called it. He said for new tools, he like wants to try them all out, but realizes that perhaps he shouldn't because they can be a little buggy when they first come out and like it takes a while to get team buy-in to them to actually work them into your process. So perhaps it's not worth your time spent like being distracted exploring them. But I hadn't heard of anyone talk about this dribble effect, shiny object syndrome before in this way. He said, I find myself having a gut reaction of this is well designed before realizing that I like the bright yellow background or the nice sans serif or a clean, simple layout or nice photography instead of considering the problem solving aspect that makes something well designed. 
this is obviously something that we see a lot on Dribble and Behance, where something is following the current visual design trend but not actually solving a real problem. I hadn't thought of this as shiny object syndrome, that distraction in a way, but it totally makes sense because often I look at my design and I'm like, oh, this doesn't look like something that you'd see on Dribble. It's not all nice and pretty and I can't share it like other cool designers. But then I'm like, well, you know what? Matches our brand. It solves a problem. So, you know, it's doing its job. And for what I'm doing, like a giant amount of blank space with a tiny little bit of sans serif text beautifully laid out wouldn't work. So, you know, you you can't do that. And so, yeah, this shiny object syndrome with following design trends is a really interesting one for me. Yeah, I think we very easily fool ourselves. Like what Zach said about, you know, he'll see something on Dribble and his gut reaction is, this is well designed. Actually, what you're feeling is, this looks really good, which is completely yeah. different, right? Like how something looks as opposed to how something has been designed are very, very different things. And I think we we see stuff on Dribble and automatically think, oh, this is a great design. Like this has been well designed because it looks really good. But obviously we know that when you kind of uncover or look under the hood that sometimes it's not. And that's a that's really common on Dribble. actually. I've seen it a lot where something looks really good. And then when you actually look closely, you're like, oh, but that actually doesn't make any usability sense or, or you know, there's something. Like how does this fit with everything exactly. else? Exactly. There's something yeah. not quite not quite there with the experience and so I mean I, I I experience this too I too get distracted you know I I just look on my dribble feed and everything looks amazing I won't lie everything looks great uh, but it doesn't mean that it's actually been well designed and I think we just need to remind ourselves of that sometimes yeah that's like the difference between art and design right right that's what I think anyway is when design has that problem solving aspect to it if you're design in quote marks doesn't have that that really it's just a piece of digital art yeah harsh but true so we've had some good responses from the listeners in the community and quite a few of of what they've said I've experienced and I really liked the advice from Derek about keeping a notebook and also from Todd about you know just writing it down and waiting to see if the idea turns into something else but do you have any other pieces of advice that you want to share for the listeners Charlie I think my main piece of advice is just to be aware of shiny object syndrome and that it exists because sometimes you can be your own worst enemy and working on a new idea could get in the way of you working on your main thing that you know you've been wanting for so long but perhaps you're in a hard patch with and this shiny object syndrome has come about and it seems much more fun to work on that than like on a boring admin task for the goal that you're working towards but just be aware of what you're doing and how you're spending your time be respectful of yourself and make sure that whatever you're working on is what you really, really want to be working on. And yeah, don't don't allow yourself to be distracted from your goals unless you figure out that it is a good new direction to take. You know, you're the only one who can judge this. So put some time into figuring it out, writing it down like we're talking about, letting the idea sit for a while and yeah, see where it goes from there. Have, have some faith in yourself and your decision-making abilities, I suppose. Good advice. So if you enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, you can head to designlife.fm and you'll find all previous episodes from our show. And you can also subscribe to the community, which is designlife.fm slash community. And you can connect with other listeners and talk about the show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter as well. We're at designlife.fm there and we love to 
hear your thoughts on the episodes, the topics that we talk about. So, I don't know, does shiny object syndrome affect you? Do you think it's a problem? Do you embrace it? Tell us about it. Tweet us and let us know. It'll be good to hear. All right. We'll chat next week. Good chat, fam. See you then. Bye. Bye.